if you try to describe flagging in the park to anybody who hasn't seen it, it's kind of hard to, 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 to capture the magic. Like, oh, a bunch of people are going to be standing in a big grassy lawn area with live music or DJ music and be twirling fabric. And it's, it's not really compelling. It's not a big sell. But when you come out here and see it, it's magic. Hey, this is Joel Riddell from the Partnerships Division with San Francisco Rec and Park. This is I Left My Park in San Francisco, the official podcast of your San Francisco Rec and Park Department. We explore the strange, the wacky, the and the unbelievable stories of San Francisco's parks. Here's your host and general manager of SF Rec and Park, Phil Ginsberg. Today's episode takes us to the National AIDS Memorial Grove in Golden Gate Park to dance with an extraordinary group of people in a colorful celebration of life and love. In 1997, Jeff Kennedy and his friends started a tradition of flagging or flag dancing in the National AIDS Memorial Grove. The art of flag dance is the spinning and waving of flags in rhythm to music. Through its humble beginnings under the shadow of the AIDS epidemic, flagging served as an expression of joy and remembrance in a time when the virus claimed the lives of nearly half of the city's gay community. Today, the event, called Flagging in the Park, continues this legacy as DJs, organizers, and participants give their time, energy, and love to help raise money for local LGBTQ organizations. More than a kaleidoscope dance party, Flagging in the Park offers hope and healing for a community within the warm embrace of the Memorial Grove. This summer, our producer Madison Sink joined hundreds of flaggers for their biggest event of the year and asked them the big question. So what on earth is flagging? It's a kinetic meditation. Explosion of color. A chaotic kaleidoscope. It's a bunch of people with live music with fabric. Until so you actually see it and then you realize it's magic. You can close your eyes and all of a sudden these flags become wings and they're extensions of yourself and you're just wrangling energy and, and playing with physics. It's an expression of joy. It's so freeform. Everyone's just doing their own thing, but when it all comes together, it's like one beautiful big movement. And I love that. Anyone can just jump in and join in. While flagging holds a profound meaning for everyone at this event, its setting in the Memorial Grove is intrinsically tied to the experience. John Cunningham has been the executive director of the National AIDS Memorial Grove since 2009 and attends several flagging events every year. Flagging for the AIDS community really came about in the darkest days of the epidemic when individuals were struggling uh, just to get through a day. And uh, so 22 years ago, it started here in the Grove to bring people together with music and flow artistry and spirit to, for just a short period of time, escape what was outside of here. And it continues to this day. Over the 27 years this memorial has been here, there's been over 250,000 volunteer hours. This is the only space on public land in the city where you can deposit urns or spread ashes. It's the final resting place for countless individuals. The number of weddings and memorial services and other celebrations that occur here is profound. There has been an event in this space every weekend of this month. And that's what this is about. It's about a community. 
this was built, created for and by the community and continues to be maintained by the community. In October 1996, a historic milestone was reached when Congress, under the leadership of Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi, and the President of the United States approved the National AIDS Memorial Grove Act. This official designation granted a status comparable to that of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial and the USS Arizona at Pearl Harbor. Later in the day, John addressed the crowd of several hundred people to recognize the power of the flagging community. You know, today I'm going to flip the card and I'm going to talk about you because it is the power and the energy of this community, of the flagging community, and those that join that continues to be a shining example to our community here in San Francisco and beyond of what it means to join together in a powerful way at a time of great struggle. Mike Shriver, chairman of the board of directors of the National AIDS Memorial Grove, describes the three basic pillars under which the Grove operates, hope, healing, and remembrance. All three of these themes are intensely present during flagging events. But what you're seeing today is, is that other thing. This is all about healing and hope in such a, 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 an incredibly flashy, dynamic, like tie-dyed kind of way. But this is a cross-section of the city, not just of the gay community or the queer community or the dance community, or the, but everybody. You've got every age bracket here, every socioeconomic ages, colors, races, and sensibilities. This, to me, is exactly why the Grove exists, to bring people together to honor our past, to live in our present, but to create a future that really is about knowing where we came from, who we are, and where we want to be in the future. According to Xavier Kaler, one of the executive producers of Flagging in the Park, the origins of flagging can be traced back to Loie Fuller, considered the mother of modern dance and famous for dancing with a hundred yards of silk on her dress at the Folie Bergère in 1892. Said to be the embodiment of Art Nouveau, Loie's movement on stage gave her independence and power as a lesbian woman that transformed dance. And it's the same movement that flaggers are doing in the park today. What she did is she put the fabric movement on stage and who lives on the stage but gays and lesbians. And so we continue to do this for our own cultural events. The art of flagging has come a long way since Lowy Fuller, but its outsized impact reaches far beyond the grove to loved ones lost to AIDS and even the unsuspecting tourists passing by. To kind of have our home be in the National AIDS Memorial Grove is really sentimental, kind of brings everything full circle. And it also winds up being a celebration of life and like of uh, something that we've built for ourselves. So we get to share this with the grander community, watching people stroll by through the park being like, what the heck is going on? It's an amazing thing because their eyes light up like the 4th of July and they're like, I want to do this. I want to be a part of this. To be able to create a space where people can let go for a moment and be fully in their bodies and be have their eyes tickled by all the colors and by the vibe that we create here, the, the loving vibe that we create, it's just really special. I watched all my friends die, and so to be able to come here and have this space dedicated to everyone who didn't make it and for everyone who's still fighting to make it, it's great. I love it. It means the world to me. Flagging in the park is indicative of what the Grove stands for, and even more importantly, what the city of San Francisco stands for. What we're looking at is a diverse community coming together, celebrating life, supporting each other, and improving the fabric of the community they live in, literally by spinning fabric. If you want the scoop on fun and quirky stories from our city parks, drop us a line on Facebook or SoundCloud. It may be featured in an upcoming episode. That's it for today. Now get out and play. <laughs>